I won't do the theme tune. Hello, um, I'm Joe Nidster, and with me is... Yeah, I'm David Darlington. Uh, we are the producers of Dark Shadows. Uh, yeah, and this is the second part of our 2014 Dark Shadows podcast, where we've been taking some questions from listeners, being read in by James Lawrence. James. These are from Kai McNamee. Uh, he says, Can I just say that I first became aware of Dark Shadows about a year ago after your previous Dark Shadows podcast. Since then, I've come to appreciate the original series and watched a few. Yay! So thank you, Big Finish. <laughs> uh, I thought this would be the ideal opportunity to commend Mr. Joseph Lidster on his writing talent. My first Big Finish release was Master, and it delivered on all fronts. <laughs> it was the first time that I bought a CD from Big Finish, and I've gone to buy dozens more. But Master will always have a special place in my heart, not only as my first Big Finish story, but as a fantastically moving piece of Doctor Who-oriented drama. You are an incredibly talented writer, Aww, and your yeah. obvious affection and enjoyment for this programme is evident in all your Doctor Who scripts, but none more so than in Master, and that's from Aww. Joseph Lidster. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kai. Yes. Well. And he goes on to say, when did you first become aware of Dark Shadows, and how did you grow to appreciate it? I first became aware of it because I was good mates with Stuart Manning and um, he said to me one day how he'd got this license for Dark Shadows and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and I thought it sounded like a fun thing. I listened to the early CDs he did and enjoyed them. And uh, then he eventually, he tried, to, we watched the first episode and I loved the first episode, but then we tried. We started watching episode two, and it was just one of those things. Oh, I'm not really getting into this. I said, "Look, it's not a bit where it's quite easy to pick up, but it's in colour and a bit faster and stuff, and uh, and the supernatural stuff's more to the fore." I'm, I'm fairly sure that and Cody Keanu Shell's never going to speak to you again. I know. I know. <laughs> well, no. Since I've now gone back and watched a lot of the early mm. stuff, and it's I'm watching at the moment with um, Will Howells, and it's absolutely amazing. So I started with when Barnabas and Julia, or Barnabas, sorry, I think just at first, goes back in time to 1897 because Stuart said, all you need to know is there's a bad ghost haunting Collingwood in the modern day. So vampire Barnabas has gone back in time to 1897 to stop this man becoming a ghost. And then it's all these new storylines and stuff. And um, I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, I think it's just an amazing thing. I love <laughs> it. I, I, I'm sort of slightly obsessed with Dark Shadows, yes, I think in yes. a good way. <laughs> Um, I, um, I similarly, I, I was unaware of it until I knew Stuart Manning. Um, but he, he, it went even sort of further than that because I, I had ne still never seen it when I first started working on it. Because Stuart asked me to edit um, Angelique's Descent, the novel uh, by Lara Parker, which they were doing an abridged reading of. And I was happy to take the job on, but I was looking at it going, I don't know what this is. And he said, you won't need to, It's just I'm just asking you to edit the book. And I said, oh, okay, right, fine. And so from that, I then ended up doing a few more of those sort of things um, and doing the sound design on Kingdom of the Dead, by which stage um, I'd had to see some of it. Quite a lot of it out of context. So at the time, it was still, I don't know what's going on. Because um, the episodes that I, I was asked to look at were so that I knew what all the locations looked like and what all the rooms looked like and how big they were and how they would sound and how footsteps would sound in them and things like that. Um, having since gone back and seen some of those again, I now know what, who the people were, but at the time it was a little bit bizarre. It takes um, a while sometimes, but actually yeah. once you get into it, you, it's quite funny when you talk to other people who, mm. like, I've got Will Howells and Alan Flanagan and, you know, some of the writers and... and they do start. You do start to become a little bit obsessed with it. Yeah. So me and Will are watching. We get together once in a while and watch. Um, we started. We thought, well, let's watch it from when Barnabas appears first mm -hmm. arrives because I've never seen that stuff, and we're just we're addicted to it. And and you do. You just sit there watching it, going, 
oh god what's going you know and some of it i know <laughs> what's going to happen next but we just realized we both realized there's two characters at the moment burke devlin and jason mcguire mm-hmm. and we both know what happens to burke but we suddenly realized neither of us actually know what happens to jason because oh, right, he's okay. a character that we've never really dealt with in the audios and or had to really look into so i actually have no idea what's going to happen to jason <laughs> and it's really exciting we should go on to the next question because <laughs> yeah this is gonna be the longest podcast ever <laughs> there you go. uh what is your personal favorite dark shadows audio <gasps> drama I should probably say something that was before I started working on it, shouldn't I? Because yeah. otherwise it's going to sound really self-aggrandizing. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I did, although I, I did actually work on it, but I think uh, House by the Sea is very good. Yes. It's, I mean, as I said earlier, it's a, it's a mood piece. There's not really an awful lot happens yeah. in it, but it deals in effect, I think, very well when I, yeah. I say that, because I know the script did it even before I got my hands on it. Yeah, but yeah, I've, en- I've enjoyed I mean, it's... Uh, I wouldn't want to pick anything out from last season or this season because otherwise the other writers will go, Oi, yeah. what about mine? Yes, it so. is quite true. Because I sometimes do that. I sometimes yeah. think about last year's and go, Oh, God, I love the flip side. Because I do, I absolutely adore the flip side. But then I'll suddenly go, Oh, but God, I really love the Lucifer Gambit and Beyond the Grave. And, and <laughs> I actually cannot pick one from last year. Yeah. So if I had to pick one from earlier, and I presume you can't pick House by the Sea. Actually, the one that really got me into the... No, no there were two that I really loved and I couldn't really choose between them. The two that really sort of got me into the audios were um is it The Wicked and the Dead, which is Trask and Carl Collins, or the ghost of Carl Collins, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic script. Very fast and very sort of good and two amazing performances mm-hmm. and very dramatic. Um and uh then final judgment. Mm. I loved Final Judgment because it's just two women in hell bitching at each other. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, it's the best court case that's ever been on audio. Um, so yeah, it's probably those two. But there isn't one I don't like. You know, there's, yeah, there's, uh-huh. you know, and and like I say, I'm just very, very proud of what we did last year and of what we've got coming up mm. this year. Mm-hmm. Next so, question: yes. uh, Who is your favourite Dark Shadows character? <gasps> Julia Hoffman. Yeah, probably. I knew you were going to see Julia. Hoffman. She's amazing. <laughs> Julie Hoffman, probably. Yeah. But again, it's one of the things that you sit and go, oh, Jason Maguire's brilliant. Oh, but wait a minute, Carolyn. <laughs> you know. uh, actually, I think Carolyn's a really I was good thinking character. Carolyn, probably. Yeah. But that would be Carolyn or Maggie with me because they're the ones that I've got to know best yeah. through the audios. And it's kind of easy to sort of forget them because you sort of go, oh, Reverend Trask or, or yeah, Witch Angelique. Yeah. You sometimes People forget sure actually yeah. Maggie and Carolyn are both brilliantly, brilliantly well-played yeah. characters. Uh-huh. Uh, what was your favourite Dark Shadows storyline? I'm going to say what we did last year. Our, oh, uh, our ongoing stuff yes. from the audios last year. I think we did, um, well, we sort of picked up on threads that were already done in Curse of the Pharaoh and The House by the Sea. But I think the six we did last year, mm. the ongoing stuff, the soapy stuff, each individual story and what it all culminated in um, and the character of Jim Hardy. I just think what we did last year is my favourite Dark Shadows storyline. Yeah, that's not self-aggrandizing at all, David. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Uh, well, to be honest, I'd, I'd have to agree with that on the basis that I actually don't know the TV show anywhere near <laughs> as well as Joe does. <laughs> so um, I have seen a lot of it, but I haven't seen anywhere near all of it. And uh, there aren't bits of it that I would pick out and say, "Oh, I really like that bit in preference to other bits." Um, I've enjoyed the bits I've watched, but it's not something that I can. No, it's not like Doctor Who, where I know it intimately and back to front, and I could say, "Oh, that, that's my favourite Doctor and that's my favourite story." With Dutch Shadows, I've enjoyed the ones I've watched, but I don't. Uh, I don't have that sort of ownership of it. I think in the TV series, uh, 1897 is brilliant. <laughs> 1897 is just bonkers and brilliant. So many amazing characters. Like, so many characters that should be the hero of their own show, and they're all in the same show. <laughs> it's brilliant. And actually, the parallel time I have a soft spot for, because it's not just the fact that they go into a parallel universe, but it's like the history of the show is different in the parallel universe and it hasn't got the same kind of gothic atmosphere to it and it actually suddenly becomes very 70s it becomes a real sort of 70s 
horror movie with alcoholic writers and a murder that happened when a load of people got drunk at a seance and mm. things like that it's, it's it's got a very different tone to it which actually i, I really like it's mm. quite sort of refreshing next question are there any characters you would have liked to have used but cannot due to the actors either being unavailable or no longer with us yeah loads of them yeah <laughs> pretty um, much all of them yeah pre- pretty much anyone who was yeah. in the show and is no longer with us we would have had yeah, yeah. but i one thing i like doing is i like the fact that because we can't say do julia or, or Barnabas I like the fact that we're actually it's giving it forces us to sort of do like what we did last year and really look at the other characters yeah, yeah. and like bringing back Sabrina who um Who's, isn't a huge character in the show really, yes, quite minor in the show but Lisa Richards is brilliant yeah. and we've been able to do soapy stuff like what they would have done in the show mm. so Sabrina Amy doesn't know that Sabrina killed her brother mm-hmm. but they are sisters-in-laws and best friends mm-hmm. And it's nice doing stuff like it's nice that we did a, a storyline which moved Carolyn on mm. last year. Um, and that's, I think, actually, so there is, well, it would have been amazing to do all the other characters. It's you actually, would probably end up being bogged down by them. Yes. You? If you had Barnabas and Julia and everyone mm. and, and, you know, um, Roger and whatever, you would just sit and write stories for them all the time. Yeah. Because you, you would get caught up in yeah. that. So it's, it's good to sort of be forced to look into the, the darker corners, I think, and, and to be sort of quite imaginative that way. All right, uh, next uh, from Nigel Parry. Congratulations on the continued brilliance of the Dark Shadows audios. Not only did they build on the storylines from the original series, they're now building even on Big Finish's own Dark Shadows heritage. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. (laughs) Uh, Any plans to bring Andrew Collins into the single-release audio stories? A Companion Chronicles piece by this new version of the character about how he deals with his regeneration might be very interesting. Uh, Similarly, Stephen Fuller asks... Can we get Barnabas into the dramatic readings? Well, you may have noticed last year, one thing we did was we sent a lot of characters to Cairo. (laughs) And we gradually sent more and more to Cairo. So there's some adventure happening in Cairo while everybody else is um, in Collinsport. So Roger, Elizabeth, Barnabas, uh, Julia... I think What's it's yeah, where's, no, where's Professor Stokes oh yeah Professor, Professor Stokes, Stokes that's it because he's one in Cairo well. yeah. and we've just gradually over last year <laughs> people were going and have you heard Barnabas and Julia have gone out to Cairo yes. as well I, what I really want to do if we do the next batch of dramatic readings this will happen is I would like Andrew Collins to do a one man audio that is Barnabas telling us about what happened in Cairo yeah and it would be great to wait to have them all back in so yeah yeah I really want to Will Toby Longworth's terrific Professor Stokes be making another appearance? No plans to. Mm. Not Again, wouldn't rule it out. No. Um, and I do always like working with Toby, who I haven't seen for ages. I but think I've so. ever met. Oh, I have have met you never Toby. met Toby? Yeah, I've met him at parties, but yeah. um, never worked with him. No, it's a brilliant. I mean, he's a brilliant performance as Professor Stokes. Um, I think I've said before, I'm not overly keen on recasting. So I'd be slightly wary of going, well, let's do a Professor Stokes audio. But I wouldn't rule him out appearing if we can find it's it sometimes it's a case of if we can find a way to make it work if especially when we're doing the soapy stuff in the dramatic readings you've kind of got to have a reason for characters to be there and actually we've made amy jennings a student of parapsychology so she's kind of doing our professor stokesy stuff sabrina knows about it as well um so she's a bit professor stokesy at the moment i don't think there's really room for Professor Stokes. And it, actually, it's funny in the TV series, it's a bit like um, K9. Can't think of a thing really in the TV series where he really has a storyline. What he is, he's, he he's tends to be function. someone they go yeah. and visit his house and he basically reads out things out of books. Right, um, it's yeah. a brilliant performance. But um, yeah, so it'd be 
I wouldn't rule it out, but no plans as yet. Mm. Any plans on bringing more Doctor Who actors into the Dark Shadows audio fold? Yeah. Yeah. We, we have done. We had uh, last week? Just last week, yes. We've had Sarah Sutton in, giving a marvellous performance as Miss Simon in The Devil Cat. Tony, Cassandra, may I present Little Bascom's very own Sherlock Holmes, Miss Emma Simon. Miss Simon, my cousin from America, Tony Peterson, and his friend Cassandra Collins. They're private detectives. Oh, oh how very interesting. Uh, but I would hardly call myself a Sherlock Holmes, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Nonsense. Miss Simon helped solve a murder here some years ago. Don't you find it stimulating, Mr. Peterson? Questions and answers. It really is like putting a jigsaw puzzle together. I've wanted to work with Sarah. I think it's. I think she's excellent, and she's she's really good in the Doctor Who range. She's so I, good on audio. Oh yeah, she is. She's an, an excellent audio actor, and she does so little, and it's such a shame. Yeah. And I think it was one of the things. As soon as I was um, in a position of casting something, I was thinking I'd really like to give Sarah Sutton something else to do. And the part came up that she was she was really suitable for, and she came in and was brilliant. Uh, we've also obviously got Colin back this year. Yes. Colin Baker. There might be others. We're not necessarily casting them because they were in Doctor Who, mm-hmm. but. Like Colin doing when he first came in as Gerald Conway, mm-hmm. it was James just went. Actually, I've got this. Really, I'd love to do this thing with Colin, and you know, and it's not us going. Can we get Colin Baker into Dark Shadows? Yeah, it's actually yeah. the right part came up. The same with Sarah. Mm-hmm. So, actually, that'd be really interesting seeing Sarah play Miss Marple. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. she's far too young, and <laughs> um, and I can't think. Of, and she's really good on audio, so it'd be really interesting to hear to hear her do something else. Yeah. So I think that's how we do it. We tend to be sort of like, well, if there's a part that we think like, you know, a Murray Melvin character, and you go, well, we can get Murray Melvin. So if someone wrote, it's, it's a, you know, Sophie Aldred-style character, yeah. then we go, oh, maybe we get Sophie. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. I've no doubt that someone from Doctor Who will be back again at some yeah. point, but we don't know who yet. Well, I think Miss Simon might have to return. <laughs> <laughs> I know variations of this have been asked before, but with Alexandra Mulk not keen on returning as Victoria, would you consider bringing back one of the other two actresses who briefly played her? Uh, similarly, Brian Cherry asks, is there any chance of a story with a focus on Victoria Winters, even if she isn't recast as a supporting character in a story read by a different character or actor? On the former point, that, that actually appeals to me slightly. I think mm. it would be amusing. But uh, I don't actually know if it would be any easier to get them than it would be to get Alexander yeah. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of the situation. But um, It's it, usually if Jim's in touch with if them. If Jim knows them, yeah. yes. But uh, I actually, I, I, one of the things that appeals to me about Dark Shadows is this notion that Actors play different characters and different actors play the same character mm. just because it was such a production line piece of television. Yeah. There was lots of recasting and then there was lots of casting again. And I always think that there's lots of room to play with that, possibly mm. even fictionally, you know. I think there's um, also so the opportunity we could do, we could get someone who once played, uh, maybe whoever played Victoria in the 90s series and get her to do one not necessarily from the first person so we could do a story about Victoria Winters right. without I've necessarily person, yeah. recasting yeah. Um, I, I'd like to do something like that I mean there's that obviously the great storyline although it is revealed in Return to Collinwood that um, <laughs> mother <laughs> I think there's interesting stuff there I think there's interesting stuff with where she ends up so yeah there's no current plans mm. but I think if we do more dramatic readings it's certainly something I think I'd like to consider because I know how popular it would be 
this comes from Tracy, also known as Dr. Fiji on the forum. Ah. Uh, you've done a wonderful <laughs> job of integrating established original series actors and characters with new actors and characters that have become such an integral part of the Dark Shadows canvas. For example, Lizzie Hopley Yay. as Ivanka, Jonathan Marks Yay. as Sheriff Jim, <laughs> uh, James Unsworth as well, just about anyone. Yay. Uh, what is the process for deciding which actors will be involved in each series and then getting them all on board? Well, essentially, we'd start with the original cast at scripting time. It's like, mm. here's who we have available to us and who's willing to do it and is going to be yeah. around this year so that we know that... I don't know why I'm saying yes, as if you're telling me brand new information. Know, yeah. Really? That's fascinating. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do go on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like we know that, for instance, uh, Nancy Barrett's available and wants to do one. Catherine Lee Scott's always available and that sort of thing. So we will, we will say, right, we're definitely doing one with Nancy as Carolyn or someone else, one with um, Catherine as Maggie, whatever. It was a thing where um, all the original dramatic readings are two actors from Dark Shadows. And I think I was the one who, who broke that because yes. um, I wanted to do a story for Louise Jameson so when Stuart said I could write a Dark Shadows audio I thought well I want to do Quentin meets Louise Jameson I think that was the first time a non-Dark Shadows actor had been in one right. and then I think when me and James took over the range we sort of went you know what if with a bit of budget wangling and getting people in you know and doing all this we could get other characters voiced. Other characters could be voiced by mm. people. So the first thing we did was got Nicola in. And by getting Nicola in to be in the blind... I want to call it the blind banker. That's Sherlock, isn't it? <laughs> the blind painter. Um, we then went, well, Nicola's really good and she could do actors. So actually, we sort of went, well, if we're getting Nicola in for that, do you know that teacher in the Pansy charity one that James wrote? Well, actually, rather than just having her mentioned, she could actually have a few lines. Mm. And so Nicola... And I think we then sort of went, oh, actually, we could do that a bit more. We could do that a bit more. We do that a bit more. And then we've sort of gradually gone, well, actually, you know what? We can wrangle it and get any in it. And But most of the times, it's like James Unsworth, bless him. He had two characters that both came back yes. last year because um, we'd planned... Because they weren't due to come back. So... Um, Redmond Van Buren was never due to come back mm. and then when Lizzie was writing a Collingwood Christmas we sort of went actually there's this character that would be good to come back as a baddie um, his caretaker from the house by the sea was always just a, uh, he doesn't need to come back and then it was like actually we need someone to kill off in um, Beneath the Veil be- uh, yes because yes. it's beyond the grave <laughs> yes because those are the two that you confused <laughs> um, and so that was by chance Lizzie then created Ivanka for the first audio she wrote and no, no, she didn't. We put her in the blind painter because we knew we had Lizzie in. And then we brought Ivanka back because Lizzie is amazing and Ivanka's amazing. <laughs> but John, as Jim, is the first time I've gone, right, I really want to work with this actor because he's a mate of mine, he's really good. We gave him a small part before in The Haunted Refrain and I've got this character idea for a character that I think would be perfect and we will write him into all the stories this, you know, discussed mm. it with all the writers. So he came in all, all last year. So I think John's the first time it's ever been a, a definite plan mm. to mm. cast a new actor as a new character. But I mean, it's quite organic that way, though, isn't it? Mm. It's just probably not unlike what it was like on the original yeah. show. There would be a certain amount of planning yeah. for weeks ahead, and then there would also be someone came in and did a part and went, Oh, you're good. Well, that's it. I think Julia, yeah. Julia was going to yeah. be killed off mm-hmm. very quickly. And I think it's a bit like what we did with Ivanka. Ivanka, Lizzie as Ivanka was just amazing. We sort of went, Actually, let's do another story with mm. Ivanka. I'll have to do another one again soon. <laughs> but as Joe was talking about there, it's like the, under he and James, it became, uh, well, let's start expanding this and get more and more people into these two-hander dramatic readings. So that when I came on to start production on the last series, the, the 2013 series, we were looking at a, 
a cast of characters for six two-handers of about 40 people, wasn't it? Yeah. Something of that yeah, size. Yeah, production summary of which characters. Oh. It's, it's so many Excel spreadsheets. Of, <laughs> right, so uh, Carolyn is in that one, but not in that one. So she recorded a part for that one, and she's got to do that one. And yeah. She's got, yeah, so it's... It's quite sort of scientific and sometimes <laughs> we got it's very there, technical. But we got oh, there. A lot of playing with Excel over yeah. over evenings and weeks. Different colour schemes. Different colour schemes, yes. <laughs> uh, we got a few more from Brian Cherry here. Uh, I am a Sims 2 from the forums. Is there any chance we'll ever get an adaptation of the stage reading Vengeance at Collinwood? I'd like to... You don't know what that is, do you? I do know what oh, that do you know is. What yes, is? Yes. Uh, I'd love to do that. I have no idea where no. it is, how it exists. Um, it's something I'd love to speak to Jim about because yeah. I think it could be... I think there's a slight problem in that it's got people someone in it, in it who no are no longer with us yes. um but that doesn't mean you couldn't adapt it yeah um so yeah i i because i'm fascinated to know what it's about so yeah, well, i think it's got tony in i think it's got yeah. tony peterson in and it's to do with how he might be a trask or something right well that makes sense I suppose, which um yes. but no i mean which, I'm, I'm aware of this and and, and of its predecessor mm. and i think despite not having actually heard it, but I, I, I think, yeah, I'm really into doing things like that. Yeah. If, uh, the problem, of course, being that if it's got a cast of 25 people, then, well, maybe we can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that would be good if we could. Next one. Any chance we'll ever get any audio set after Return to Collinwood? That was a rule Stuart created, because he just thought that was a lovely, happy ending for the series. I love the fact you're asking these, James, and you clearly have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I've, I've done my best you're to, getting to get your, up to speed yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I... Uh, so it's a rule, basically, Stuart created for himself, I think, that yeah. Return to Collinwood's a perfect happy ending for the series, so nothing was to happen after that. It's a rule that could be broken. Um, at the moment, I quite like that we have our own little ongoing stuff in the 70s and Quentin's adventures and Tony Cassandra's adventures. I like the fact we've got our own little soapy stuff going, mm. but I wouldn't rule it out. I think it'd be something that'd be really interesting to do one day, to do something set after Return to Collinwood. But yeah, there's no there's no burning need to, really, is there? Yeah. So, yeah. Are there any plans to recast Liz, Roger, Julia, or Vicky? Q, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I don't... I really... I've talked about it before, so I'm not going to rant about it. I, I'm not a big fan of recasting. I don't know Victoria as well. I haven't seen as much of the earlier stuff, but I think Liz, Roger, and Julia... You'd be asking someone to do an impression of them because they're very... They're amazing actors playing very distinctive roles. Mm. I wouldn't be adverse to doing it if there's a fictional explanation for it so if it was like Andrew Collins right, yeah. um, how they brought him back as Barnabas um, I think that's a clever way to do it and I think that's an interesting way to do it mm. and they actually created character for it but then it's like if you start you could sort of say that if you did that with another character it might take away from the the, the fact that you've done it once yes you know, yeah like, but I, I, mean, oh, I wouldn't rule it out I mean, everyone's I think, being taken I mean, I, I'd struggle else. yeah you know if you had someone come in and say I'm Roger Collins and it was someone completely different then that, that is an interesting story possibly to be told there but what I wouldn't want to do is get an actor to come in and pretend to do Louis Edmonds yeah because I just think it's it's disrespectful me, yeah and I just think it's it's disrespectful for the actor coming in yeah to sort of go I mean Colin does it brilliantly in the house by the sea where he does impressions his yes. character does impressions and Colin watched the clips and everything and I think that's fun yeah uh, and that there's a character fictional explanation for it but at the moment I quite like the fact that they're all off in Cairo and we have no <laughs> idea what's happening out in Cairo any chance Dark Shadows could return to getting monthly releases all year long? No. Not right now. <laughs> no. Um, it would uh, kill us. It, it, would, nearly, it would literally it, kill us, yeah, yes. It, it, 
especially because we've got much more complicated and soapy and ongoing mm. stuff. If we were recording oh, single voice talking books, we yeah, could do it. we could but, easily do twelve. But then, but not, it's not the stuff we're doing. There's so much work involved before it even goes into studio. Mm. That's the thing for me is I, you know, we couldn't do that. Even just things like doing the CD packaging and stuff like that. It's just you, you suddenly find you spent a day and doing you sort Dark of go, Shadows but actually, admin. Yeah, yeah, doing Dark Shadows admin basically. Yeah. Um, so it's very unlikely it would go to twelve a year. Um, I would like to do extra things, and, and there is more coming out this year mm. that we can talk about later. The Ooh. big news. He's, he's queuing up the big I know. news. This is, this is getting a proper build up here. In fact, just to be really irritating, why don't we take another break there and do the big news in part three? <laughs> 